The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery, and by the Pilot Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. Joel Gaston with John Fraser, as usual. Um, you have to forgive, I guess, our more subdued tone mm-hmm. to open uh, this week's episode. Um, we probably had a plan to make fun of recipe cards or something off the start of the show, but um, <laughs> not even an hour ago before we were set to uh, record this here on the night of Sunday, October 1st, uh, the news came out, uh, the unfortunate news that, uh, well, knew was going to happen eventually, but it always kind of felt like it also never was going to as well. Was the uh, the unfortunate passing of Saskatchewan Rough Riders legend George Reed? Yes. Um, so naturally, um, sort of our sort of general nonsense off the top uh, can wait. There'll be no easy way out of this. We'll just awkwardly do it at some point. Um, this is one of those things where we're just gonna have to talk about it right off the start. Right. Um, there isn't really much else to be said. I mean, the game was what it was, so we'll get into that very briefly. Uh, maybe look ahead to this week a little bit. We'll also talk about uh, the CFL announcing this year's halftime show, which we're actually pretty excited about. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this is one well, of those. Yeah, but this is one of those stories that is going to be. This is a major news story, not only across you know Regina or Saskatchewan, probably the country, quite frankly. Because um, mm-hmm. George Reed, obviously was not only a great football player. I think, you know, that's kind of a no-brainer comment. He is one of the best ever to play running back in the CFL. No questions asked. And that in itself certainly would make this noteworthy, but I think I think what was more important to George Reed was actually who he was off the field. Um, so it, despite as dominant and as great as he was on the field, I don't think he's ever as fondly remembered for just that if he wasn't who he was off the field and what he meant to this community in this province. Well, and that's it. Anybody that had a chance to speak to George um, and what the Riders organization did when they found out he was a night shift worker at a superstore uh, and quickly found a way to bring him home and give him an ambassador role with the team, like huge kudos to the team for that, because that way George was able to spend his last years just showing up at a golf tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking riders with anybody that would talk riders with him still at the games that he could come out to. Right. Like, I think for one generation, like it, it was I, I had to break the news to my father in law tonight. And George mm-hmm. Reed was 
his favorite player growing up. And I think if you talk to anybody that grew up with that era of Saskatchewan Rough Riders football, George, George was the guy. I still I love that photo, uh, that iconic photo. Because uh, I was talking to uh, my father-in-law about it with, you know, the kids with an earshot. And they said, oh, who was George Reed? I said, oh, he's, you know, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in CFL history. He was your uh, Guido's favorite player. And the guy had the biggest legs you've ever seen in your life. That iconic photo where he's got his arm up, he's got the ball in, he's got just these massive thighs. You're like, oh, yeah, no wonder. No wonder he went over a thousand plus yards 11 times, right? Like... And the fact that the team was able to bring him home and, and mm-hmm. his last years were just spent being a rider, basically, being a part of the team, talking to people. I even remember uh, probably my favorite George Reed story. Uh, he called me soft, soft as shit, actually, once. Uh, I was at the Rider Foundation golf tournament. Uh, this is, you know, my previous life of radio announcing. Uh, I was there with a squad of four of us, and it was like, it was hot that day. And... Uh, I was, you know, a couple carts over from George. We had gone over and said hi and talked about the state of the team. And the kind of things you always talk about with George Reed. You see him there. He takes a photo. You talk about the state of the team. He was always engaged and, you know, kind of have a laugh. And then later, I'm within ear. He's within earshot of me complaining about how hot I am. And I am in, like, breathable golf shirt and shorts. And he looks at me. He's like, man, I am wearing a sweater vest and pants. (laughs) You're just soft. And then he laughs and drives away, and I'm like, I just looked at the rest of my foursome and went, "Huh, I just got burned by George Reed. Mm-hmm. I, I that that might be a career highlight, right?" So, <laughs> but that was it. Like he was yep. out, he was mingling with everybody that day. Had a great sense of humor, loved talking football, and yeah, it deserves every accolade that came to him. And you know his his charity work and everything mm-hmm. he did worked with the you know, you know the players association and back in his day like it's that it's just it's one of those things that even if you know like our generation never got to see him play but knew his legacy and knew him as a great ambassador and human being mm-hmm. it's just it sucks it's yep. it, like you said it puts a damper on it there's no way to you know be goofy off the top when you have something this heavy to to talk about and you know, I'm sure the tributes will will come out, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure you know stories will be told, and that's that's the way somebody should be remembered. Yeah, and I mean, I think <clears throat> I think this sort of speaks to the magnitude of what this is. Um, when I saw the news as you know a transplant, like a, a very serious transplant to this region, like I mean, you grew up in northern Ontario, which is still basically prairie adjacent. Yes. Um, you know, I grew up in Ottawa. Um, not super knowledgeable of the CFL history. Like I followed it, I watched it, but I wasn't like a deep historian or knew a lot outside of what I was currently watching essentially. Um, so when I came here and then you, you know, you start to learn about George Reed and you, you, you hang around a little bit and you get to know him. I never really met him, but I know him through, you know, all the stories people tell about him. Yeah. So even me sitting here as basically a complete nobody with no real connection to this guy whatsoever, I still got a bit of a lump in my throat when I saw the news. Yeah. And I, and I think that speaks to what this loss is for the community because it's, it's a community loss. This isn't just a football player. Like this is a guy like I would occasionally see him. I would, you know, be going on my lunch break and going to grab a coffee at Safeway and he would be there Yeah, <laughs> just randomly cool. on like a Wednesday afternoon and be like, Oh, cool. Right. And like, you yeah. don't see that in a lot of places where there is that living legend who is so important in the community 
but can actually still just go about his daily life without people really bothering him either too. And that right. was, that was really, it was just, he was a special guy that will always be remembered. And, um, I know the team will handle it well this week. I know there's a whole other Plaza thing going on this week and, you know, maybe in a way it's fitting that they're going to do some Plaza stuff this weekend with now him in mind. We'll see. Um, I imagine his spot where he usually watched games from will remain empty, maybe forever now. And as um, should. I think, as, as a, I, I think, and I, I, I fully believe the team will do the right thing here. Um, whether that changes plans for this week to how much of a degree, I don't know. I feel like George would want the Plaza to continue on. Yeah. I don't think he would want to delay on that, so I don't think they would go through with that. But I mean, I suppose we'll see. But it's, yeah, it's just it's just one of those moments that this is going to be, this is going to essentially just be like a week long remembrance now, basically. Yeah, no, you're and and you're bang on on that gas, like, uh, and and I'm looking forward to, you know, a Thanksgiving weekend coming up here, and you know, like you said, you and I are transplants to this. Uh, you're right, I was Prairie adjacent. I grew yeah. up, you know, watching bomber games. Yeah, I went to bomber games and stuff when I was young, so I always had the CFL in my ear, but like. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing a, a lot of Lacey's family because I know that's going to come up because, mm-hmm. you know, her uncles and her dad are all part of that generation. And to hear their stories of what he was like as a player, you know, compared to my stories, knowing him to some degree as a person, uh, like, it's just, yeah, like, I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, it, it, it just, he just seems like one of those genuinely and you and I've interacted with him. We know mm-hmm. he's just one of those genuinely great people that, you know, your example, if he's out for coffee, grabbing it, people kind of left him alone. But even when you didn't, you know, he, he was happy to to talk football with you. That was the thing. Like I, I'll never forget. I was at an event and he turns to me and he's like, well, what do you think about the team this year? And I'm like, what? Well, I don't care some, what I think. <laughs> exactly. I'm just some dumbass reporter from CJWW who doesn't actually watch practice. Like, uh, I think they'll be playing football, right? Like, but that was George, right? Like, uh, able to spark up a conversation and, and it, and it sucks, but yeah, I, I look forward to hearing the tales, uh, listening to our friends at the green zone. Cause I'm sure that they'll have something on the go and mm-hmm. seeing what the organization does. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a nice, a nice tribute. In, yeah. in that way for for George and that's you got to look at the positive of that because because you're right like I, I was the same way you text that to me and I went holy shit my mm-hmm. and then I went holy shit now I'm sitting here at swimming lessons with my father-in-law now I've got to be the guy that tells him hey your um your favorite player died mm-hmm. great right so yeah. but yeah even that tonight was was cool talking old George Reed memories so uh a toast to George Reed his legacy and the 10 out of 10 human being he was absolutely um in all honesty, I was on the fence about going to this week's game because I got a pretty busy Saturday in general otherwise. So I was like, I don't yeah. know. I was like, probably have because I have to work. I'd be like, do I have to go straight from work? Do I leave work early? I don't know. Do I just watch the game from home then? But I, I probably should go now, I'm thinking. So. <laughs> <clears throat> probably, probably a good idea. Yeah. And, and like you said, like uh, it was already going to have some, some kind of cool stuff because mm-hmm. with the Plaza weekend and Daring Durant being back. Yeah, and as surprising as, I mean, I wasn't super surprised. Like, I had a sort of feeling in the back of my mind that it's like, okay, obviously with the initial batch release of players coming for this weekend, it wasn't going, they they weren't going to include Darian in that. Right. He was going to be more of his own splashy announcement. 
I was actually more surprised to actually see Corey Chamberlain on that list too. Yeah, so was I to a degree. Given the uh, way that I... ended, but I mean, you know, time kind of heals wounds, and I'm sure he wants to see all the players that are coming to town this weekend because there's. it sounds like there's a lot of players coming in. They haven't even announced everyone who's showing up, so... I mean that's it'll be it'll be fun it'll be interesting there's going to be a lot of guys that this province probably haven't seen in a long time that uh, they'll be happy to see like even a guy like I saw today they announced Tristan Jackson was coming who is you know kind of a cool little story in his own and how he yeah. fit into that team and how he was you know kind of cut and brought back and then the whole thing that happened there right so I mean there's We're working on the rigs and mm-hmm. then and then getting back on with the football team yeah and, and I then think becoming too... eventually a very key contributor to injuries <laughs> yeah right well and I I think too it's kind of it's 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 fitting in a way that that in terms of the Mount Rushmore of Ryder players, George Reed and Darian Durant are like one two on that to me. Well, I mean, Ron Lancaster. Lancaster's in the conversation too, obviously. Yeah, but... yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's Brown... been like hundreds of thousands of hours and Mount Rushmore spent on the green zone when I was working there. So I, right. it's, not a, it's it's a conversation that brings back flashbacks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, definitely, we, we know three of the names: it's Durant, it's Lancaster, yes. it's Reed, right? So it's pretty fitting that as Reed passes Durant is there you know kind of that really I mean let's face it the last they they were dominant in the Lancaster Reed era you had the Ken Austin era and then you had the Darian Durant era and it's kind of fitting that two of those will in some way be connected here uh this weekend but yeah Durant being back to me is like that's that's huge like Mm -hmm. that's and I get it. I should be bitter as a Bombers fan, but I'm also <laughs> the kind of guy. I'm also the kind of guy that says if you can get your bag, go get it. Mm-hmm. And he, he uh, did nothing wrong, technically. So he did nothing wrong, and was essentially the catalyst for what has become this era of Blue Bomber football. So I can't be mad. I was pretty mad when it happened. I'm sure you can find old episodes of old podcast I was on talking about it, but uh, I can definitely say, hey, guy got his bag and uh, deserves to be honored this weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, lots to honor this weekend, lots to think about, and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of great stories over the next week, which, I mean, it is what it is, and you you try to make the best of it, and uh, yeah, that's basically all there is to say about that. Um, so we are going to get into that football game for a very little bit, uh, and we're going to talk also about uh, the Grey Cup halftime show announcement that yes. happened between uh, the Calgary Stampeders and the Hamilton Ticats this past weekend. But before we get into all that, John, for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what's in the glass this week? Uh, I dropped the ball. I did not have time this weekend to go out and grab some delicious uh, actual beer. Hmm. Uh, so I'm double fisting, again, uh, with a Partake Hazy IPA, which is uh, spectacular. And again, if you're not feeling like... For me, it's my perfect Sunday drink because mm-hmm. you're you know you're watching a lot of football you're hanging out sometimes you're out in the yard you're just craving a beer you don't want to start getting drunk at 11 a.m part takes the way to go great taste great flavoring everything in the route of calgary but to cancel that out because i can't do this podcast sober i've got a giant glass of vodka as well <laughs> yeah so i mean it's just let's face it this this podcast is better when uh and in fairness i haven't started i, I didn't sip the vodka during our george reed discussion mm-hmm. but now here we go let's because I come up with my terrible takes like the Elks are going to make the playoffs usually after the vodka has been consumed. Usually, not always. Mm. Sometimes they come up organically, but most of the time Mm. they're near the end of the pod and uh, it's because I'm starting to get buzzed. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, out of Saskatoon, I grabbed uh, this week the City Limits Flipside Hazy. Uh, So it's it's kind of got that hazy going on, but it's a little drier, a little almost like velvety. It's not super fruit forward, which is kind of nice because a lot of hazies out there have like those big citrus flavors, which are good. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's nice to mix it up with something that's uh, 
a little smoother and not quite as I guess citrusy. I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking is, for. Is is that the ones with the with the really cool like eighties looking cans? Yeah, eighties colors and kind of graffiti artwork sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I saw those and I was very intrigued by them last mm. time I was at the liquor store, but uh, didn't pull the trigger because I just yeah, went. No, for the they're, old, the they're old pretty samples. solid beers. They're they're they are a Stumbletown Distillery as well. So that's this is like their brewing arm. So they opened right. up in. They basically put a. They took over the old high key brewery space. Um, what I've been told, the owners always wanted to brew beer, uh, but of course respected their neighbors when they shared a building with high key. Uh, so they didn't brew beer until they left and built their new facility, which is right, fair. <laughs> which is now both great beer and chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. Best chicken fingers in the city at high key now. But uh, no, I'll have to give those a try because those cans were like, those are rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it? Because it's an 80s term and it mm-hmm. looks like it's in the 80s. And <laughs> uh, What wasn't rad, again, was the play of the Saskatchewan oh, Rough Riders God. against the BC Lions. Um not that I think any of us are all that surprised at this point. Um, no. Craig Dickinson can talk as much as he wants about how different this team is, and they might be different. Everything I've led to believe is that last year the room was a complete disaster and there, you know everyone was at each other's throats, etc., etc. That, from all sounds of things, is not the case this year, but, you know, results speak for themselves, and we're at the time of the year where you just got to win football games, and... They're not only not just losing football games, they're losing them pretty much in the exact same way every week. And I just, we're basically out of ideas on what to talk about with this team because it's it's the same story every week. They just don't look like, the, like we said, they just don't look like they give a shit. And, uh, and, and obviously they're trying stuff like mm-hmm. putting, and I, again, I'm not one to sit here and talk positional stuff. That's Dan Plaster because he's smarter than me. Um, but like, Putting Derek Moncrief, who can't cover a running back at halfback, seems like, yeah. Like again, when guys like like you and me pick up on that and go, huh? And then you see it in action, you go, oh, okay, that's that's great. Um, when guys like us pick up on that, then then you know it's bad, right? Like it was just, I the coming off watching the bomber game and our boy Sergio going six for seven. Great game for our boy last uh, this week. Even his miss was dramatic with the double doink. Oh, because I mean, anyone, anyone can kick a single doink. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you get the, if you're going to miss, miss in like a very fun fashion like that. Oh, I'm going to assume Sergio did it on purpose. That's you know what? Uh, that, let's let's go with that. Let's go with the miss was on purpose because it was fun and hilarious and, and very on brand for a man who's also a sports photographer in an oversized Spider-Man hoodie. So um, but yeah, like I just like watching that game was like. Does anybody give a shit? Yeah, like it's just <laughs> there's times where you lose to a vastly superior opponent and there are games that it just like. Outside of Dalla Gala, Schaefer Baker, guys just kind of look like they were there to not get fined. Like... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Looked like they were running out on a wreck flag league. Like the passion just wasn't there. And even for BC, like BC seemed to pick up on that. It was like trying new things because they knew they were going to win the entire game. Yeah. Like you, there was never... There was never a sense that you thought the Riders were going to pull this out, even when it was close early. You know, it was it was only close early because the BC Lions weren't executing. Um, they got that drive for the touchdown right before the half, and then from then on, the, the boat race was on, and that was that. And it doesn't matter, again, what happened in the final couple of minutes. That was, you know, the Kings of Garbage time showed up again, and that was fine. Um, but ultimately, this, this team is lifeless right now, and it's... <sighs> You know, it's maybe not the week to make a change. I don't know. It probably should. I don't. They're probably not going to go through with it now. Definitely, but um, it's just with nothing changing significantly. You know, you can try different coaching tactics throughout the week, but I think something more significant needs to happen, and it's not going to. And I, I don't think there's any reason to expect different results over the next few weeks. The fact that Craig Dickinson's idea for motivation was to have everybody write on a recipe card, not their favorite recipe or not how to smoke a brisket, but what they wanted or to Or even at least, you know, give a public speech or something. <laughs> or host a game show. Right. What else can you do? There's a lot of things. Lots of great things right? you can do with recipe cards, but... It's it's true. Yeah, I've, I've usually... You know what? I've got recipe cards for my notes on broadcast. Not when I podcast, but when I broadcast. Hmm. Um, but, like, the recipe card thing is the ultimate proof that Craig's in over his head. Like you can't like obviously their special teams are continue to be great and 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 between hearing about the recipe cards and like I would have been I would have had an Uber outside of BC Place waiting to take Craig Dickinson back to Regina the second he trotted out an injured Brett Lowther Oof. to try to try a field goal yeah. that would have made kept it a three score game like mm-hmm. your guy is hurt. You're arguably your best, your most consistent, probably blessed player on your team. Guy's peck is being held together with his own hope and duct tape. And you trot him out there to try. Like, I could see if, if you, if that was your game winning field goal and, and Brett sure. said, I can go, you try it. You need to. But to keep a three score game, a three score game, like, A, it's cowardly as, as all hell. B, it's like, Anybody that's ever played Madden knows you don't do that. And see, he was hurt. Like Even if he wasn't hurt, I still wouldn't have shot him out there for that field goal. No, but it just makes it even worse that he was hurt. Mm. Like, you're down, and you need a touchdown to, to make it not a three-score game. And so you tr- you trot an injured guy out for... Oh, it, 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 Craig is in over his head, and I get it. You really can't... Or... Do you make the move this week? Because you know nobody's going to talk about it. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because I maybe, would, I would be surprised. The sense I'm getting is I don't. They're going to ride this out for the rest of the year, even though, even though I think it's beyond obvious at this point, and they should, they should probably just get it over with to avoid, you know, an awkward situation if they do win a playoff game or two. Well, or or <laughs> avoid it. Right back to that point. Yeah. 
like this team is essentially going to make the playoffs. Like all jokes aside, the Elks are not making the playoffs. Like it would no. take a miracle of all miracles. I believe there's the still some to... there's still some dumb backdoorway Ottawa can you know cross over, but that's gonna that would take a miraculous effort. Um, they need Calgary to beat them, which is probably possible. But then Calgary also has to win another game on top of that, which I don't think they will. So no, no, exactly right. Like Calgary's Calgary complete dog shit. Like I just. They're going to back into a playoff spot, so I almost wonder, like, because as you you brought up the awkward, the awkward thing, they're, they're going to go into a playoffs where, yeah, you're probably going to go, on, you're going to go on the road and see either Vernon Adams or Zach Kolaris, and as we have pointed out on this very podcast, and seem to be the only people that do, Zach Kolaris is not good in the playoffs. No, he hasn't been the last couple of years, at least, no. No, we we brought this up, we, we, we talked about his stats, they're dog shit, so... You get to play Zach Galaris, who is not traditionally good in the playoffs and can be very bad. And then you get to play Vernon Adams, who, although I would argue might be the MOP front runner outside of Chad Kelly this year, like definitely I think he's going to be the West nominee, also is famous for his implosion five interception game. So what do you do if you run into one of those guys, win a playoff game with Craig Dickinson still at the helm? I think you need to let Craig go now and hope that whoever it is can spend these next four weeks getting something more out of this team and hopefully doing something that you can build on in the playoffs into the future. Even if this, Mm -hmm. even if whoever you put it there, whoever it is. I mean, even if J.O. comes down and does it himself, I don't know. Because I I don't know if any of the coaching staff really deserves it at this point either. Any of the other ones. No, I don't don't think so. I don't think there's a single person on there. I mean, outside of Jeremy O'Day coming down, you're right. Just being the head coach. Because you're not going to install a a new defensive scheme. You're not going to install a new offensive scheme. But you need a new voice in the room that's not telling you to write things down on recipe cards. Like, this isn't self-help class. This is professional football. Like, yeah. I, I, like, what do you want to accomplish? Fucking win a game is what you should be wanting to accomplish. How about just look like you give a shit for a week? Like, how about that? Everybody around your fucking recipe card, look like you give a shit for a week. Because you haven't. I don't know why I'm fired up. This isn't even my I don't team, know. but it's just that. I think it. we've talked about this game far more than I think we even planned to, quite frankly. I know! It, just, <laughs> it makes me so upset. It just makes me so upset when people just don't give a shit. Well, and they just don't give a shit right now, Joel. And it, it, I feel bad. Like, like I said on social media, I like years ago, a younger me would have been basically twerking all over every bomber, every rider fan I knew, being like, "Ah, your team sucks. My team's great." I just feel bad for you now. I do. I genuinely feel bad. This a lot of people give a shit about this team, and you can see mm-hmm. that in this province. You can see it in the call-in shows. You can see it in the fact that. Probably our most listened to episode ever was after last week's game. Mm-hmm. People give a shit and the team doesn't give a shit, and that pisses me off. And I think the organization needs to do something about it. Hell, yeah. let me come in and coach. <laughs> you call the plays. You know what? I'm just gonna tear the paint off the walls when you don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Like, and and I think the scary thing is the scary thing. If I'm a fan of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now. Every other time the team has kind of been this bad, it's because the quarterback was the problem. Well, that's, say, what was, that's what I was going to say is the strangest thing in this whole scenario going on right now is this is the first time that I can remember since I've started covering this team that the fan base is mad at the team, but they're not mad at the quarterback. Right, right. Like and, even and, when Darian Durant was here and good, people were still mad at them when, at him when they sucked. Yes. Fair or unfair, yeah. some, mostly unfair. 
in his case. But I mean, since then, yeah, it's generally been oh, these quarterbacks. And there's there's no one out there calling for Mason Fine or hoping that Trevor Harris comes back soon. No, so. <laughs> no, and, and and that's and I think that's the scary thing is you can always like, like that was like coming into this season when there was hope was like mm-hmm. okay, like they should be one easy thing they could do right now. For some for some reason, Jeremy O'Day is not looking at it this way when he had his little av- availability this past week. One easy thing they can do right now to have a little bit of good news and make some people happy is sign the guy to a contract extension already. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. But but therein lies the problem that you got Trevor Harris on the books for next year. Well, I don't think the like, guy's done anything to really warrant that kind, like anywhere near le- starter level money yet. Oh, I'm not I'm not talking starter level money, but I mean when he already and got given he's missed an entire year now, basically you can probably negotiate Trevor Harris down a bit next year. No, these are all that's a, that's a great point, but uh, but that's also the scary part is like okay, in the past you're like yeah, even last year. Get rid of Cody Fajardo, and there's the bones of a team here. Before that, get rid of Tino Sinceri. Let Kevin Glenn finally retire. You know, there's the bones of a team here. And now it's like, well, there's a quarterback. There's a couple receivers. It's it's hard to change 12 guys on defense. Mm-hmm. It's hard to change probably seven guys on offense. And that is the part that goes... Oh boy, yeah. Like the, it's 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 bad. Uh, you're right. I didn't think we talked about that that game this long, but I I, I guess I got angry, and uh, that happens from time to time. So mm-hmm. I I've said my piece. The Edmonton Elks are going to make the playoffs, or at least <laughs> at least every Ryder fan out there right now. And I don't think I think if you surveyed a hundred fans and said, would you rather the team make the playoffs even though they're dog shit, or have the Elks sneak in? They'd tell you they'd want to see the Elks sneak in. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, ultimately, ultimate, I, ultimately, ev- ultimately, everyone should prefer like the we, the league just hold a vote and put the Elks in the West, the third spot in the West, because at least Trey Ford might be fun to watch. Oh, Trey Ford <laughs> be so much fun to watch. Like, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I just wake me up when the season ends. Yeah. Well, we can wake you up when September is ended too. As uh, you know, you were setting me up for that one, so I, I know I, I, I kind of had to use that one. Unfortunately, I, um, I know that that was my, that was why I actually am done talking about this team. So this is my subtle way yeah. of saying I'm done talking about. I was this thinking team. I was the, getting the gears going on how to transition to this, and then you're like, oh, you gave me the easy one, damn it. Here, here you go. Here's, here's, here's your platter. Here is your platter. There, Joel uh, Gas and the Third Esquire. Yeah, one thing uh, we do enjoy watching and are going to enjoy watching and do give a shit about. And is um, the CFL really got it right, I think. Yes. Um, if you missed it for some reason, Great Cup halftime show this year uh, in Hamilton for the Great Cup will be none other than Green Day. Um, not maybe the most relevant band in the world currently, but still, still out there, still doing stuff. And to me, well, there's always better options. There's other ways other options available. I think you could get into the argument of that maybe Carrie Underwood on Friday night is the bigger show. But in terms of... <laughs> I said you can get into the argument. I'm not saying I agree, right. but I mean you and I are going to think are going to be more excited for Green Day. There's going to be other people who are more excited for Carrie Underwood. Fine, but as somebody who's seen Carrie Underwood live, I, I don't think she would hold up well to do a Grey Cup halftime. Probably not. And I I also think the Carrie Underwood decision. Number one, she's at the level of okay, that's the day you're available. We'll make it work if you want to come. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. two, 
I think doing a concert like that in a sort of a big arena concert in a setting like that makes sense in Southern Ontario because that's going to draw outside of the football crowd. Yes. In yes, Southern yes, Ontario. When, when the Grey Cups in Winnipeg or Regina or Alberta, you're not as worried about it because you know you're going to get a robust showing of people. Yeah. So when you're yeah, in certainly. sort of, when you're in that Southern Ontario market, because face it, I mean, yes, Hamilton will come out for the, the football side of it. You're still trying to draw from the entire region there which can sometimes be difficult for Great Cup. So having that big name act concert sep- basically as its own standalone event, I think is a great way to draw people into the festival who maybe aren't necessarily football people. So No, I agree. So I'll give them that. And so to that end, you know, I think Green Day is also a good choice because we this is what something we talked about earlier this year when the writers announced their Dad's Night Out with Kim Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. So what what the Grey Cup organizing committee and the league has done here is chosen a band that people our age know and like, and people yes. our age generally, not everyone, but generally, have children who the league wants who who want you know English is hard who have children <laughs> that the league wants to get interested in the league. So yes, it- if you have a bunch of thirty eight to forty two year olds sitting down to watch Green Day at halftime, so are their kids probably. And maybe yeah. some of them catch a little bit of a CFL game and say, huh, I kind of like that. Certainly. And you're right. It's so weird to come on this podcast for years and go, I can't believe the CFL did this. I can't believe they did that. And then finally go, oh, they kind of nailed that. Right. There hasn't, which is funny too. And I get it. Twitter is largely an echo chamber and Instagram yeah. even more so largely an echo chamber. But like, so yeah, guys, guys and, and, and women around our age are obviously going to love this and look forward to it. And the other thing too, Green Day seems pumped for this. Mm-hmm. What do they put out? They, they said this is going to be the loudest fucking Grey Cup halftime show you've ever seen. Like, yes, <laughs> bring it on. That is amazing. I love that yeah. energy. But like, for them to finally do something right, uh, but it's still, I occasionally dip my toes into the absolute cesspool that is some CFL uh, Facebook groups. And I I think one of the funniest things, and and I I had this in my replies last night, but uh, somebody was bitching that it wasn't a Canadian band, and then, okay, okay, you somebody's always going to make that argument, but you know what? You're not getting Justin Bieber. You're not getting Drake. And so I'm like, okay, this post is going to be like, well, this should have got Justin Bieber or Drake. Okay, cool. That argument, I, it's not going to happen, but I can see the validity of that argument. Mm-hmm. No, no, this person said that they should have got the Moffitts, Katie Lang, Tom Cochran, Alanis Morissette, or, oh, God, there was another one. But I was like... So basically all the, like, Grey Cup halftimes between, like, 98 and 2004. <laughs> <laughs> before, before they made it a thing and and the worst part and Ann Murray <clears throat> Ann Murray was in there too Who? like is she even still performing I don't know <laughs> but all I know is if you walked up to me tonight and said here's two free tickets for Katie Lang at the Sastel Center I would begrudgingly say oh thanks because I'm too polite to say there's no fucking way I'm going all the way up to that like come on give your head a shake like and again it's it, you look at what the league has done and the growth that they've had in the like our age market mm-hmm. and a, a, a place that they really targeted. I'm like, you know what? I get Carrie Underwood's a big name and it's going to draw your untraditional eyeballs to the game. I was hoping they didn't go with Carrie Underwood because a eh, B she's I, here's a secret. She's not great live. 
Saw our SAS Telecenter got free tickets from the old job. Not bueno. Not great. I, I will wait all day for Sunday night and love that theme song till the day I die. But no bueno. No bueno when it comes to the live performance. So to see them actually nail it, I'm like, cool. Now, 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 this is all said. We got to see. I, I'm sure they're going to, but we, I got to see some old school Green Day. Mm-hmm. Like we can't have like new stuff. Like I, I'm talking like brain stew with the Godzilla scream off the greatest <laughs> soundtrack of all time. The Godzilla yeah. 1990. No, I, th- I think they know that. I think you know. I think bands like this generally, when they know they're coming to an event like this, they they stick to what they know people want. Like they know they have a finite amount of time. Like they have the 20 minutes or whatever it will be. They're not gonna, you know, they're not really gonna put pussyfoot around and do something that people don't want to hear. Like you see it at the Super Bowl all the time as well. Even though we all know they've dropped new stuff or they're about to drop new stuff, because especially in the Super Bowl, you do that to increase sales on your or downloads, I guess now, in your new thing, your tour or whatever that's coming up after the fact. Not so much the Great Cup, but you know, I think they understand what this is, and they're not. You maybe you hear a little bit of one new song, but for the most part, I think they're just gonna give the people what they want. Well, and two, I, I think alluding to that is the graphics package. It's all from Dookie. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I, I am very much looking forward to it. And uh, I'm glad to see the league get one right. And outside of people that think Katie Lang should be, no offense, Katie Lang's fans, <laughs> but there's no fucking world that Katie Lang should ever be the Grey Cup halftime performer. I mean, if you really want to get into an argument, they have won a Juno. So there's that. Seriously? Yeah, they they're like the Junos used to do like a international category, and they won it once. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Why or the Junos just... ever did that, I have no idea, but they did, and Green Day won it. <laughs> I'm sure it was like for justification for them to come on, like they they give them the award so they come on much music so we could watch them perform live because. Let's face it, there were some dark times in 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 Canadian music. Uh, there have been some dark times as. Evidenced by that Facebook group or the Facebook post suggesting the the, the Moffats. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, what are the Moffats even doing? Winning as many football games as these Saskatchewan Rough Riders lately. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.